Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. to a few things where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. And call us. Our phone number is 833-AVAKIND. Leave us a voicemail. So. So. What are you getting, everybody, for the holidays? What have you already got? Well, I'm getting my niece, Illyria, these Candy Lab cars. <gasps> my son, my unborn son, got them too. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that my three-year-old niece and your unborn son are having both having a very Merry Christmas. Um, Illyria loves trucks, cars, and bunnies. Mm, so Good combo. Yeah. So it's it's this is a great gift for her. They're um, very chic. I got them for um, my my one of my best friend's sons years ago. And then she had to, she was like, I love you and I hate you because then I had to buy them for all his cousins because everybody was <laughs> fighting over Sweating them. them so yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. Well, now you can get them on of a kind. Yeah. Um, 10% off with the code a few things. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we haven't done an Alex update in a while. And we decided that we should round out 20, 2018 with one. This is like... It's, Alex, it's, it's basically a lot going like on. a season. F- it is the ultimate season finale, Alex mm. update, because it's it's there's a lot we're tying. There's a lot it's segment. basically a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really exciting. So, what's been happening with you, Alex? What's, what's going on? Well, I'll just jump right into it. Yeah, please yeah. do. I am no longer single. I am no longer on the market. <gasps> wow, ladies, is... you missed your chance. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This you is, but, but here's what the thing, because you keep talking about this as though you're walking down the aisle tomorrow. <laughs> though, like, oh, no, oh no, 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 she's moving in. She's not moving she's in. Moving we in. talked I'm about this. Reconverting this studio into a bedroom. You made this joke earlier. I know. And and I was going to have to find I a new place to record. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're not missing anything. There's nothing new. Every time I go to the bathroom, okay, I feel like something happens. And you, well, you go to the bathroom a lot right I now. I know. That's why it's terrible. So okay, so tell Maybe us. Maybe we'll get a catheter in here. Yes. So Claire can participate in the Yeah, so I don't miss all the news. All the, so the so, nitty-gritty details. So last time we were here recording... You'd it, been on seven dates. Yeah. Uh, seven. How many now? I don't know. I've lost track. Oh, wow. Nine, ten. You, you have not lost track. Go look at the little checklist <laughs> by your bed and tell us how I've many. been tallying. <laughs> yeah. I have been. Uh, so we met because my good friend, his girlfriend, uh, is good friend. Actually... 
her mom is good friends with her mom. This is so, and, this is, I know I was going to say, this is so, so long-winded. Alex. Yeah. So then the, the two moms are like talking one night and they're like, ah, we need to set uh, my daughter up with somebody. Do you have anybody? And then yeah. she relayed that to her daughter. And then her daughter told my friend who she's boyfriends with. And then my friend was like, I think I have a girl for you. And that's so well, that was the so chain of classic. Facts, so right? cute. Yeah. yeah. So okay. friends, moms set you up. Friends, mom set us up. Okay. And I and I think they're constantly getting updates. I'm convinced oh, really? like they know everything. At well, this I would want to if I were them. Listeners, if if you tell them about this, oh, do you think they're in? without okay. question. Okay, great. They'll come Perfect. on, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if you'll have them. Yeah. Now, uh, the reason that this is a little bit of a cliffhanger is because tomorrow, what are your plans for tomorrow? yeah, tomorrow you're moving this relationship into very oh, this tricky territory. Yes, yeah. Correct. So what's happening? So I thought long and hard about this. Yes. Yeah, so and I deliberated for a while. Okay. Right. So tomorrow I'm turning thirty. Yeah. Right. And it's a, um, it's a milestone. And I just got it's her in under the wire. Isn't that great? Yeah. Like, I'm no I, longer. I don't okay. even know what that means. No, me either. I'm and saying I, it's I like, I didn't want to go 30. It makes me 30. so nervous when you talk about it like you're walking down the aisle because you're not, you've been on nine or <laughs> no, 10 days. No, but it's just nice to not go into my 30. Like, part of, like, the anxiety That's of, like, crazy, entering my Alex. 30s is, like, I'm no. single. I haven't accomplished anything. No. And so now this is one thing that I okay. don't have to, like, my worry God. about so much. No. You're so messed up, like, more so than I ever imagined. Oh, my God. I mean, you've had a large Sample size. I've laid everything on the table <laughs> for you true. guys. I, mean, okay. I don't know how. Right. He just yeah. can't. He just can't believe that, that you're that he's not a, that you didn't think he was this messed up before. <laughs> That's what you can't believe. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Mean, come on. So okay, what's happening for the thirtieth birthday? Okay, so for the thirtieth birthday, you know, in light of how messed up I am, right. I'm having a roast. So my friends, a comedy roast, are doing a comedy roast. We're renting out is a room. Is this your idea? This is not my idea. Although I've always said like, oh, you know, my fantasy birthday would be to have a roast. Yeah. So yeah. it was and, your idea. Well, yeah. well, I planted the seed. Yeah. But my friends ran with it. They sure. basically were like, we're at lunch one day, a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, all right, so we, we're going to do this for your birthday. And I'm like, all right, run with it. So they rented out a room at Sardi's, which mm-hmm. is, you know, one of these old fashioned, stodgy places that, yeah. you know, all the showbiz people used to go to. And we're renting in it Times out. Square, it's in Times Square. It's in Times Square, yes. And we're renting out a room, and then we're going to have like a dais and everything. It's going to try, we're going to try to be like a amateur dais. professional. I just There's didn't think dais, dais was going to come up on the show I ever, but I'm so glad. Yeah, that whoever it is listening take a yeah. shot right yeah. now yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah we're doing it i'm gonna go last sure and do you I've roast been, yourself i've been prepping a little bit i'll have a little like you know i can't go five minutes without saying something self-deprecating no heavens true. no so, so you've prepared yeah. your remarks already I've, oh, I've, I've never worked as hard at anything preview. in my give life give us a sneak preview well, you're not it... gonna get it because you're not gonna get the references <laughs> okay. is she yeah. gonna roast you so she, so here's the thing. So I was debating whether or not I should invite her. Should yeah. I not invite her? Yeah. So she's showing up to this. But roast. she is coming. You didn't actually complete like this thought. It was that you decided that oh, people okay. are so going to reveal like, these terrible she, things. I, reveal these ter- terrible things. And it just, she wasn't ready like to hear all this. Like eventually she'll find out, but it's just too early in the relationship. Okay. So if you so disinvited her? I didn't disinvite her. I just said to her, listen, this is, and it is mostly a guy's thing. There's only like two girls that are going to be okay. there. So I said, this is going to be a, more of a guy's night. And then, you know, we'll celebrate. We'll have dinner on Saturday. So oh, because last week when we saw you, she was coming yeah. to the roast, and I was really fucking nervous. No, 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 no. So I had, a, I had to talk. It changed course. Like I didn't ever Phew. really explain. No, I think you're gonna I get know. to date eleven. I'm. Thrilled. I know. I I, I would have gotten to date eleven. Ten would have been it. Yeah, and well, it you're gonna been be able to enjoy yourself more. The, yeah, this What's is that? better. You're gonna be able to enjoy I yourself so, more. I am so exactly. I'm so relieved. Like I'm not. It's not like weighing on me. I was waking up like in the middle of the night, being like, "What should I do?" <laughs> Of course and, you were. And, and it's just like, <laughs> this is such a stress reliever for me. So I think it's good. And now I could just focus on the jokes. And now I could, ju- I just want to 
you know, do really well on this roast because I'm I work in comedy. Nobody else works in comedy of my friends. Okay. So if I can, if I'm not the best tomorrow mm-hmm. night, I'm going to consider it an utter failure. Okay, and everything so, you just said, I could so picture you in, in the confessional room of an, of a, a reality, reality TV show. Was everything about like of just like the solo real interview? Yeah, yeah. yeah, real world. And then we're and then after the commercial break, the roast happens. It's embarrassing. And I'm okay. bombing. <laughs> yeah, and actually, like, and well, then, and it then does, you, it's yeah. not good content. And then you hear the music. It's like, rah, rah, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. Okay, so what, can we go back to this relationship for a second? What about it is working? Great um, question, Erica. What about it is working? That's the thing. It shouldn't be working because she's normal, right? Yeah, totally. She's so normal. Yeah. And she's so cool. And she's so, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's got, you know, she's from the Midwest. Yeah. I think. So she's Listen. not very jaded. Yeah. She's very genuine. She's very yeah. earnest. You know, and I think I love she, find, she, mm-hmm. she finds me funny somehow, which I think works. And I, I don't know if it's like, you know, she's just been you, is she courtesy laughing? laughing her way through this relationship. It, does, she's she, very it, does she have the ability to laugh at you? Yes, at I me think and that's, with me. And she's good at yeah. like ribbing on me, which I that's like good. a lot, oh, too, but good. in like a very like good natured way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. In a very gentle way. You know, yeah, it's it's no it, she's not like shaming me or anything mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. which is good. But it's just like good natured, you know, jabbing. And it's and it's great. It's fun. I love it. I love it. Oh, Alex. Yeah. This is wonderful. It's, You're it's, so happy. It's very exciting. Yeah. So, and she's cute. You know, uh, yeah. From a doesn't superficial hurt. standpoint, she's much more attractive than I ever you... thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> she lives all the way in Lefferts Garden, so she felt guilty about me schlepping, but I love a good schlep. Like, I've been like, and also, by the way, like, I've been doing so much more Brooklyn, like, uh, pilgrimages. Not to pat yourself on yeah. the back or anything. I love a good schlep. <laughs> I love it, like, Brooklyn, it's I'll tell you, you what. It's because you don't commute. It's because you don't commute. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm sick of, I, I will never have, like, this Manhattan superiority complex where it's like, I got everything in Manhattan, I'm not gonna go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn I have been writing it off for so long. I was dead wrong. <laughs> it, 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 I'm telling you, like all these different. I believe all. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, I believe you're telling the truth. Um, God, I really came in swinging today. Can you uh, tell yeah. us about uh, the TV you've been watching? What are you into these days? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I love Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Great show. And I know it's back on. Uh, it came this, back on yesterday, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Erica um, recently pointed out something that hadn't occurred to me, which is that it features work wives. Yeah, it features work wives. Yeah. Um, Midge and her... Uh, Alex is her name or is that the actress's name? I think that's the actress's, actress's name. name. Yeah. Midge and her manager. Um, her manager are work wives. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. She's not interested that's at all. That's a good so point. Bored with it. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a fact. Listen, yeah. I've been yeah. watching a lot of work wife television uh-huh. lately, un, sort of unbeknownst to me or like okay. unplanned. Yeah. And yeah, it's exciting. It's a good work wife. So, but you're you're not watching Mrs. The new oh, and I watched yet. a Big Mouth with her and I loved it. I didn't see Big it's Mouth. It's so funny. That's a cartoon. It's almost like you're watching and you're going, how did this not exist before? A okay. cartoon about puberty. It yeah. seems like so yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. It's just done so well and it's so funny like the jokes that they get in there and what they're able to get away with it's and it's not offensive it's just like Mm -hmm. kind of lewd at times yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's like the funny quotient is greater than the lewd quotient if that makes any sense perfect that's the right that's the right mix and it's so nick kroll i gotta tell you if there's a comedy mvp out there he's got it he's so good Wow. Um, I'm going to give it to him this That's year. Nice. 2018 goes to Nick Kroll. Yeah. I was um, trying to tee you up to say the really charming thing that you told us. Oh, sorry. 
yeah, so what when are you watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, if not so, this weekend? Season two. So first season I watched um last year during Thanksgiving. Sure, that's not really that interesting. Oh no, I say last year during <laughs> December with my grandma. I go every December I go every uh you know, Christmas time to visit my grandma yeah. who lives in Boca Raton. So last year I watched those series with her. So this year I plan on saving it and watching season two with her as well. Because she liked it. So yeah. Much. I do think when you who said doesn't that, like it. My mom loves it. I mean, it. I think it, everybody loves it. Well, when you said it too, it did occur to me that it is one of it. It has such intergenerational appeal, um, and I think that that's I, it has to be part of its success. Because I told my dad about it, who also like grew up in New York during that time. Right. So and your dad like, likes so few things on television. Like so few things, and he was just he's obsessed with it, and he just thinks it's so accurate. Same with and my so mom. Everything. And I would not have thought yeah. that there are a lot of shows that your dad and my mom would both enjoy. <laughs> I wouldn't, and that you and I would also and enjoy. And we would both and also Alex. enjoy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah and it's it like surprising fills that Mad Men void mm-hmm. where yeah, it's you know beautiful, it's and beautifully it's just shot. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Um. What are your big goals for 2019? Um, well, one I achieved mm-hmm. recently in 2018, which was to have a girlfriend. That's not like a goal you can set. For like <laughs> it is a year. part because I feel no. like I was a very incomplete person, and now I'm like, yeah, that's oh. so not true. All right, all right. And that's just not how this works. Okay, okay let's move okay, on to other things on. that are actual goals that you have control <laughs> okay, over. Okay, so one of the goals I have is. Um, I want to grow Scott's show. I want it to be like a TV series. I want cool. to get it this on TV. This is the podcast. No, this is a live oh, show live that show. I produce with the HQ guy. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely want to make that, you know, we're, we're talking. I don't want to reveal too much, but I definitely want to turn that into a TV series. Cool. Like, okay. You know, have it land on a digital streaming platform or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like my main goal professionally, yeah. mm-hmm. I think. Okay. And then the other main goal I have is um, to not lose you two. Oh, oh my gosh, Alex! Wow, wow. really? <laughs> huge. I just don't see. I don't see us looking for a new podcast recording studio no. in 2019. Do you, Claire? I uh, no one has approved my my budget ask to build one in our office yet. So <laughs> I, think, I think for our relationship is yeah. on solid footing. That's right, <laughs> on such solid footing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Alex! Well, thanks thanks Alex. for coming on for this Alex update. This has been Thank the last you. Alex update of 2018. One of the most adult feeling things that I did when we moved into our new place last year was bought a new comforter because I hadn't actually done. I just inherited them for so long totally. from like my parents. Yeah. And at face- I got a comforter for a wedding present, which also felt oh. like it's a very like it's just a very that like a good idea adult thing. It feels very adult. Yeah. It is very adult. Yeah. I I don't even want to think about how gross like the comforters I'd been using up until then. Were. Let's not think about it. Yeah. Um. Well. It's very exciting because today's sponsor is Buffy, who makes the most incredible comforter that's actually affordable, too. If you Um, feel like you need to step things up, Buffy is for you. So the exterior of this comforter is made of 100% eucalyptus, Mm -hmm. which is softer than cotton. Way softer. Um, And it's better for the environment than cotton because it uses 10 times less water. (laughs) We are both so excited about that You you wanted to jump in so quickly. You you really wanted (laughs) to get to say that. What's the inside, Claire? The inside is made of 100% BPA-free recycled water bottles. Recycled water bottles. And Buffy has recycled 3.5 million water bottles in the last year. Crazy. These people are like the Patagonia of comforters. Wow. Wow. Big compliment, huh? Huge compliment. Yeah. Um, you can also get a 30-day free trial of this comforter. So if you decide you're not as psyched on it as we are. Um, if for some reason you just don't love saving all that water and recycling all those water bottles while you sleep. And you love your old comforter so much, <laughs> you can send it back. Um, order yours at Buffy.co. That's dot C-O. So order it at Buffy.co. 
you can get $20 off your first Buffy comforter with the code a few things. That's $20 off your first order at Buffy.co with offer code a few things. Thanks for sponsoring today's episode, Buffy. We are here with Amy Zeitelman, the co-founder of Sum Foods, which is this incredible tahini brand. They now have more things that I'm going to let Amy tell us about. But I feel like if you cook at all, you've definitely seen this. If thing. you've ever cooked once. <laughs> That's true. I was I was being a little bit hyperbolic there, but I feel like if you follow people on the internet who are into cooking things, <laughs> then you've seen them rave about. Zoom. Amy, is that right? Is that about That's how a you... thing? I'd say if you've ever seen anybody cook anything, yeah, you you know seen... Zoom. You know I just Zoom. feel like it's always getting called out, and like not even just on like the fancy food bloggers, but like people who are just like into cooking as a hobby are like, oh my god, totally. Because Zoom is a thing. It's That's a thing. For sure. It's a tahini, and anybody who's ever cooked with tahini knows. It can be very annoying how it separates, and it's not like well, they're not all delicious. They're not all delicious. Some of them, it's like you've got a brick of like dried sesame paste at the bottom, and then you're somehow supposed to take like a, I excavate. don't know, like a drill to, to it yeah. to get the oil in. <laughs> and this sum doesn't separate, and it's always so creamy and delicious. It's a dream, Amy. Hi. <laughs> Gosh, I'm not even paying you guys to say this, <laughs> but exactly. Um, do you want to tell us about how you started Zoom with your sisters? Absolutely. Well, um, I'm the youngest of the three of us, so I have to say that I was definitely coerced into this from my two older sisters. Um, the joke goes that Shelby, our oldest sister, had a business degree. Jackie, my middle sister that lives in Israel, was dating at the time a tahini expert, and I was graduating from college and just needed a job. So... <laughs> We Worked decided to well. start a tahini company. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Omri, Jackie's now husband, introduced us to high-quality tahini. We were experiencing the same thing as you, which was if we ever even decided to purchase tahini, it was only to make it hummus. Was shit. Yeah. yeah. And it was shit. <laughs> it was in this like weird can, and the bottom was rock hard, and the top was all oil, and we didn't know if we were supposed to spill out the oil or right. anything else we could do with it. And this tahini in Israel, we had the same experience. We're like, why is this? so creamy why is this so much better and omri taught us it's because of a of course you know high quality manufacturing processes but especially uh the type of seed that's used hmm. that's so what, what type of seed is used in good tahini versus bat versus like meh tahini Good tahini uses a white Humera sesame seed that huh. grows in the northwest region of Ethiopia. Oh. Most sesame seeds, well, A, sesame seeds grow in a bunch of places around okay. the world. Ethiopia is in the top 10 list, but most sesame seeds around the world are used for processing into sesame oil. Mm -hmm. uh, the white Humera seed is the only seed that is actually reserved for tahini because it is such a superior seed to press into tahini. It's really a testament to the environment in Ethiopia. Um, it's A, has a very high elevation and has very volcanic soil. A lot of these speaking points are similar to coffee or wine. Hmm. Um, yeah. Also, Ethiopia, you know, is like the home base for Ar Arabica coffee. So it's mm -hmm. a similar um, soil that's great for sesame. And then, of course, a very rainy season and tons of sunshine. And it just produces a beautiful, really plump, oily seed that mm -hmm. has a nice ratio of oil to what we like to call sesame meat. Okay. Huh. I feel like mm -hmm. the other thing, the other really big compliment that I, I want to give to Sum Tahini um, is that, you know, when you go to a really good falafel place and they have really good tahini like spread to put on top and you want to put so much on and it's so much better than the tahini you get at home. That's what the tahini, the sum tahini comes out like. It's Thank like that. Thank you. I'm <laughs> so glad to hear that. Yes, that is a huge compliment. Um, 
So what else goes into it? Is it just sesame seeds? It's just sesame seeds. We don't add any additional oil, no salt at all. And these questions are really, you know, the questions that we started asking ourselves when Omri started teaching us about tahini, because, you know, nobody ever talked about tahini five years ago when mm -hmm. we decided to start Zoom. It was just this ambiguous white sauce that you know, yeah. we had we ate on our falafel or we used to make hummus. And what we didn't realize was that there was this amazing ingredient out there. It just wasn't available in the States yet yep. that had so much more opportunity than just falafel and hummus. I mean, but it's like one thing to, to start thinking about this ingredient being like, God, this tahini is amazing. I'm obsessed with it and maybe buying a bunch of it and giving it to all of your friends. It's, a t <laughs> it's very it's very different to start a tahini company, Amy. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> what made you three decide, okay, we're actually going to tackle this thing and make it and start a tahini company? We were in that stage where we were like smuggling tahini in from Israel for several years before okay, good, we started good, our okay. own business about it. Uh, but we come, both of our parents are entrepreneurs, our grandparents um, are entrepreneurs, and I think it ended up in our blood. Um, it's really those Shelby who studied business as an undergrad um, that thought of the idea that this could be a business. And maybe like other entrepreneurs that you've talked to, you know, business ideas really come from opportunities, from questions, from just kind of going through these motions of like, what else can I learn about this? And then mm -hmm. once you learn so much, you're like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, we can bring it to the States or maybe we can see if um, people are interested in it. We actually spent a year and a half doing our market research before we sold our first jar of tahini. Hmm. So um, it gave us a lot of opportunity to realize that the product that we started to love so much, um, other people we believed would love it also. What sort of entrepreneurs were your parents and grandparents? Our parent, our grandparents, ironically, uh, from both our dad's side and our mom's side, were in the food business, but huh. in very different ways. Our mom's dad was a butcher, wow. and our um, dad's parents owned a wonderful, really um, inspiring, iconic restaurant in D.C. called Bassins. Hmm. Um, and it was really close to the White House. It was kind of like the place a to spot. be. It had. Yeah hot spot it had seven different rooms including a piano bar and go-go dancers cool. our papa perry is just this like really cool really creative um charismatic guy and so actually because of my dad our dad's you know experience growing up in the restaurant industry we were not allowed to go into the restaurant industry <laughs> <laughs> We went in the back door. That's <laughs> incredible. Um, so once you do your market research and you decide, okay, we want to go about this, what is actually involved? Because starting a food business is really, at least to me, really fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, every business is really scary. I would say food um, especially, especially yeah. is scary, but awesome at the same time. Um, you know, the questions that went into it was at first and still is a lot of operations and logistics, you mm -hmm. know, like how do we get tahini from Israel to Philadelphia? Um, and so we have always taken the approach to know what we don't know and ask people that know it better. So I just really sat down and I, you know, researched um I researched trucking companies, I researched importing companies. I would just go to all these very random, I don't know, networking events and stand there awkwardly in the corner and like not talk to anybody, uh, actually. And then somebody <laughs> from supply chain management like 
saw me standing there not talking to anyone and was like, what are you even doing here? And I explained <laughs> to him, you know, I'm starting a business. I can't even remember why I was at this event. I was at a bank in Philadelphia. <laughs> just this young girl standing there with like a little white wine in her hand doing absolutely nothing productive. And he's like, well, I know a lot about supply chain management. Maybe I can help you bring over your first import. So that's really what helped us. I mean, I would call warehouses all around Philadelphia to see if they'd let us store our product there. Finally, we found one nice family who gave us a little corner of their warehouse, you know, you just kind of put um, boxes next to these line items of what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And then you research it and get it done. So you are making the tahini in Israel? We contract manufacturers to make the tahini for us. So okay. we are not in the manufacturing itself. Mm -hmm. Jackie, my sister in Israel, manages the relationships with several contracted mm -hmm. manufacturers that um, that help us produce our product. And that's because the manufacturers in Israel just understand how to make it better. They know how to make it better and they're already making it. You right, know, for yeah. us to start our own tahini factory would have cost millions of dollars yeah, yeah. in several years. And and what we were most excited about was the opportunity to educate people about tahini. You know, we're right. not claiming that we you know, invented it or are making you know, are making it the best. We just mm -hmm. know who does make it the best, what does make it the best. And we wanted to be the people to teach the American market about it and make it more accessible to them. I love that. So so you found your manufacturers in Israel. Are you did you also are you also sourcing the seeds yourself from Ethiopia? Mm -hmm. Jackie's husband, Omri, is in the sesame industry in Ethiopia. So he helps us with sourcing. Uh, for the past two years, we've actually taken trips to Ethiopia for the sesame harvest just so that we can see what's really going on, you know, to just get a better understanding and appreciation of the full supply chain. Uh, so I got to go last year. Shelby and Jackie went this year with some chef partners and friends of ours. Um, but yes, yeah, so Omri helps with sourcing of the seeds. Jackie manages the manufacturing process. And and once it gets on a boat, the team, the Zoom crew here in Philadelphia kind of takes over to get it into the warehouse and then get it across the country. Um, what's the sesame harvest in Ethiopia like? Wow, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Humer re region is really far away. It's like on the very northwest border of Eritrea and um you take like an extra plane ride from Addis Ababa. It's really amazing. And you kind of just like walk off of the plane and you take a little ride and all you see around you are fields. Hmm. Um, sesame crops actually look a lot like wheat to me. You hmm. know, they grow on these long stalks and they have pods at the end of them. The sesame seeds grow in those pods. The pods kind of look like raw okra. That's how mm. I explain it to people. And there are these beautiful white flowers that grow on them also. And so the sesame, because it's still such a delicate seed and they don't have any kind of machinery to process it, it's all harvested by hand. And so you're just seeing these, like, as far as your eye can see, these fields of, like, these stalks and these men, you know, cutting down the stalks and um, lining them up to dry and then shaking them out onto tarps. And then those tarps get collected and they get sorted and all of this amazing things. And so it really just sheds light on um, how many people this, this this sesame, you know, crop affects in Ethiopia. It's uh phenomenal thing to see and it was really we're really happy to learn more about it yeah that's fascinating and then how has being based in philadelphia helped your business Oh, it's been the best decision ever. Um, Philly just is kind of this little gem of a city. Uh, mostly we chose it because Shelby went to college here. Okay. Our mom's also from Philly, so we had a lot of roots here and felt very comfortable settling here. 
the best thing about Philadelphia is its proximity to DC and New York. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I will tell you all about why Philly is amazing. But um, early on, we did all of our own deliveries. So to be able to, you know, um, work with a restaurant in DC and deliver in the morning and still get back to Philadelphia to like pack up our Amazon orders for the day or something of the yeah. sort, you know, just it's like general proximity on the East Coast was really vital for our early growth. And the other thing, of course, was our... Um, you know, our number one partner and just the person who has created Israeli cuisine in this country, who's Mike Solomon at mm-hmm. Zahav Restaurant, mm-hmm. if you're familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was actually one of the guys that we got to talk to while we were doing our market research, you know, asking him, what tahini do you use and do you like it? And when he told us that he didn't like the tahini he had, uh, you know, that was what kind of gave us the spark and the little bit of a butt kick to be like, okay, well, you know, if somebody like Mike might want to use our tahini, we might have an opportunity here. Truly. That's so Uh, cool. I mean, when you were talking about when you guys launched that tahini wasn't something people talked about and there are people like Mike and Mm -hmm. like, you know, Yotamoto Lengi is like the person I think about Mm -hmm. a lot too that have been surfacing um, cuisine that is very tahini heavy Mm -hmm. um, recently. But they're also... I presume people who feel very strong uh, connections to tahini, having grown up with it and having eaten it their whole lives. What kind of feedback do you get from them? Or was it daunting to launch something that has such historical roots? You know, that's a really great question, actually. We we really... Um, try to place all of the, you know, our commitment to tahini on where we learned about it also, which was through our family in Israel. And so I think we're aligned on those roots and our commitment to doing justice to this ingredient that was really severely, you know, underrepresented for a long time uh, in the Western kind of world. Um, So we just like to be value added to those people. You know, Mike and Odo, and, and Yotam Odolenghi or Alan Shaya, you know, they're the people that we want to support in their quest of making their food familiar to the American market or the European market. And we are just really proud that our ingredient is part of the conversation. And then we wanted to pull all our weight by creating a brand that those same consumers would be able to, you know, identify with and relate to in order to kind of make the whole idea full circle. Because I think if Israeli food was booming and there was no good tahini on the market, yeah. you know, I don't know where it could have gone. And so we just wanted to we're, we're constantly hustling on our side just to pull our way to keep up with what they're doing for this category. From your perspective, um, when you started the business, was it more important to be getting to be focusing on your consumer business or on your re- on the restaurant business? Oh, uh, restaurant business. OK. And, you know, it's always been um a, a circular thing for us. It's always been this multi-tiered approach. Mm-hmm. I mean, a most of our, we, I mean, still 80% of our business comes from our restaurant sales. Wow. And so making sure that our chefs are well attended to is, if not the one of our number one priorities. Mm-hmm. But on, you know, beyond that, their consumers had to have become interested in tahini mm-hmm. for it to make sense for tahini right. to become more popular on their menus. Yeah. And so we also always needed to keep the consumer in mind, you know, to make sure that they were excited by the fact that they were choosing, you know, a, this particular tahini or they were adding tahini to a unique dish that people might have not thought to see tahini on before. So it's always this multi-tiered approach where most of our communication and the brand, yes, is for the consumers. You know, I don't think a chef cares what our buckets look like. Right. Um, but the consumers care what our jars look like. Sure. But we need, you know, everybody just is involved. Everybody matters. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. 
Um, what is the, like, why is tahini becoming more popular in American culture besides just, you know, Israeli food becoming popularized by, um, y- 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 and yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Um, like I know I, the thing for me that I didn't realize until I was reading something recently is that most people with nut allergies can have t- can have seeds, mm-hmm. um, which isn't it- something I had considered. Exactly. And you've hit it right on the mark. I mean, it's just tahini is this magical ingredient that is really friendly to a lot of dietary preferences, Mm -hmm. whether it's allergies, whether it's paleo, whether it's vegan and vegetarian, you know, sesame kind of works for everybody. And so I think when people have a product that not only is healthy for you or fits into the lifestyle that they're trying to create, but to boot is actually yummy. I feel Mm -hmm. like all so often we're, you know, compromising on what we're eating in order to fulfill this lifestyle but you know for something to be delicious and nutritious and Mm -hmm. versatile it just kind of checks all the boxes and i think once people start using good tahini and then realize all the ways that they can use it it's it's just it's so cliche but it's really unlimited i mean you could put tahini in almost everything and it wouldn't be delicious how do what are some of the surprising ways you use it or that things people wouldn't think of I mean, my favorite thing to do with it is to actually put it on my oatmeal or yogurt in the morning Mm -hmm. with honey or uh, if we get to it, you know, the new product we have, which is Ceylon, a date syrup. So some kind of a sweetener with bananas and raisins and things like that. Um, In Israel, for instance, they just put raw, good premium tahini like Zoom on their frozen yogurt bars instead of caramel sauce or chocolate sauce. People just kind of with nothing else or do they add sweetener? With nothing else. Wow, I'm going to try that. Delicious. So on Greek yogurt, that's really my favorite thing probably, is Greek yogurt with some sum and some honey and some, you know, sliced up bananas. It's delicious. My God, that sounds so good. I'm going to try it tomorrow. It sounds so and then good. you can also put that into a smoothie. And the yeah. best thing about it is that the two tablespoons of sum has eight grams of protein and tons of calcium and iron. It makes it creamy. It makes it nutty. You know, it's just, it really, I, all the I, things. I joke about it, but I still like, I'm obsessed with the product, you you know, it always amazes me. Well, I um, I have the chocolate tahini, the chocolate mm-hmm. tahini that you guys sell, and it is incredible. And I'm not, I like Nutella fine, but I'm not, I, in general, I don't like You're hazelnuts. Not yeah, yeah, and it's just like, it's the only way in which I will like eat hazelnuts is with Nutella. So when I discovered that there was basically a hazelnut free Nutella on the market, I was very excited. I'm really glad to hear that. The chocolate zoom is like really probably the thing that I consume the most. It's Uh, incredible. No pun intended, of course, but (laughs) really just with a spoon right from the jar. I mean, to me, it's like that pick me up. If I need a snack or something sweet with my coffee at 3 p.m., I'll, you know, stick a spoon in the jar. Um, I, I love when I like catch my husband stays up way later than me and like always snacks Same. at night. Yeah. And I like find these plates with chocolate soup on them and like a little <laughs> bit of toast. I'm like, yes, like you were who I was aiming this for, you know, before I ever even knew you. So I just love that that and, and that's one of the things that really excites me is Nutella kind of lives in this place where it's not fitting in with at least our ideal consumer's lifestyle anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we know it's not healthy. Um, for a lot of people, the nuts are an issue. Right. And so it makes us really happy when people that like Nutella or maybe don't even like it that much find meaning in the chocolate stew. Like it, it provides a lot of value to their, you know, diet throughout the day. Well, something that it did, it's done for me and in general, the sort of like uh, <laughs> the tahini renaissance that we're having has done for me is <laughs> I've rediscovered halva, which was something that uh. I used to eat a lot as as kids. Oh my, my God, that halva ice cream at, at Russ and Daughters, Daughters Cafe. Oh, Amy, yeah. have you had that? 
I've had it. Oh, been, I, had and I went to New York for an event once and we just stopped there to eat it beforehand just because we That's, had to. It's, it's incredible. so good. It's incredible. There was like a... I, Eastern European deli in my town growing up that is no longer, but my dad used to get halva and chocolate halva from there for us when we were kids. And I hadn't had it for probably like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then when like chocolate soom came on the market and the Russ and Daughters ice cream, I was like, I forgot about this taste. And it's like the best combination that the sesame seeds and sweet stuff. For a lot of people, it's a very nostalgic flavor. Yeah. I've had people that, you know, especially when we first came out with it and I would, you know, sling my samples around town just to get anybody <laughs> to taste it. Um, people would taste it and kind of tear up and be like, you know, this reminds me of my grandparents or this oh, reminds me special. of that deli or something like yeah. that. And that was always an amazing feeling for me. Um, but yeah, the chocolate halva spread is something that we're really proud of and we we really really like um have you guys had the um tahini milkshakes at goldie in philly no that oh, sounds incredible gosh. what's we'll in it down soon and we'll do like a whole awesome food crawl but those yeah. milkshakes are just the best that's awesome i mean we air i grew up near philly i don't spend nearly enough time there but my brother lives there but when Eric and I went a couple of years ago, our f we A, we really enjoyed it, but B, experience. we ate such good food. You know what? Did mm -hmm. we have tahini cookies? We had, that, that is where trip. we discovered tahini oh cookies. Oh my gosh. I can't remember the place. It was a little like counter like service. pseudo health foodie spot. We use tahini as a substitute for oil in a lot of our like baked goods like banana bread and things oh, like that. Tahini banana bread sounds amazing. Yeah. Mm, it's so good with a swirl of chocolate soon. It's like one oh my of my go-tos. I'm also, I'm pregnant and I, my body body has decided to reject peanut butter for the time being. So it's really a nice opportunity for me to engage with that like flavor profile. Well, I have to jump in here because it's one of the things that Shelby, Jackie and I are most proud of about Tahini. Shelby and Jackie both have two kids. Uh -huh. I just had my first. Um, he's like almost five months old. Congrats. Um, thank you so much. But Tahini is amazing for pregnant women and also for lactation. Um, sesame oh, has know tons of iron in it and also uh, folic acid, huh. which is, gr yes. Oh my gosh. I'm Can you tell us something Tahini doesn't do? I know. Tell us something. I never Just thought we thing. would all, get, we would talk for this long and this enthusiastically just about sesame I'm not shocked, Claire. I gotta I say. Know. I gotta I know. say. I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's become really a joke because I've only talked about Tahini now since, you know, the idea came about in 2011. It's been seven years wow. and I'm still not sick of it either. So <laughs> as long as we've been talking about it, I swear we'll be talking about it a lot longer. Can you tell us about your newest product, the salon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of like how, you know, peanut butter and jelly go together across the Middle East. Um, actually, uh, growing up, we we were a part of a pretty uh, diverse Jewish community in the D.C. area. So we had a lot of friends with parents from Iran and the Iraq and things like that. And when we started a tahini company, they would all share with us, you know, how they used and especially consumed tahini growing up. And across the board, people love pairing tahini with this date syrup, Ceylon. I've never um, even it's heard a, of no, it. No, me either. And I it's love really dates. Yeah, oh, same. It's so under, it's similar to what tahini was five yeah. years ago, you know? Like people just don't know a lot about Ceylon or the date syrup that's available in the States is mixed with citric acid or mm. added sugar and mm -hmm. things like that. And we really wanted to, you know, similar to what we did with tahini, provide a good product for the market, but also be responsible or at least, you know, try our hardest to educate the market about it with recipes and with the health benefits and just, you know, getting the word out there. So the Ceylon is just 100% steamed and pressed dates. Wow. That's it. Yes, that's it. And how do you use it? Oh, man. Actually, our uh, office is pretty obsessed with it right now. 
Um, we've been taking these crackers and spreading labneh on it and drizzling oh a little God, bit you're of silan. Speaking our language. Done. And what? Where do you buy? Sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> I need to I know. I can't about, even finish hearing about this food because. Well, yeah. where? What? Do you have a favorite brand of store bought labneh? Or are you like uh, we don't have own? a favorite brand, but Trader Joe's is pretty good. That's huh, where we okay. we get it from. Good yeah. to know. Very good. So drizzle the Ceylon on there. Um, we have been baking. I, oh, we love putting Ceylon on our pancakes, also mm, with tahini mm-hmm. or like French toast kind of situation. Uh, it's a great, great sweetener for soups. It's uh, I, I just That's it sounds so idea. cheesy. Like Do you I'm put it like in salad dressing. What I said about tahini. Oh, that is exactly it. Actually, yeah. Jackie makes the best Ceylon vinaigrette. Hmm. It's the easiest recipe. Um, I'm actually in the office, so I'm going to grab the recipe card <laughs> yeah, right now. Do. Thank you. Oh, this feels very <laughs> insidery. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's silly good. Okay, it's only a half a cup of olive oil, uh-huh. a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Delicious. A quarter cup of sum Ceylon, two tablespoons of sum tahini, and then two garlic cloves, like just diced up. Wow, just put that so all good. in a jar and shake it up and leave it in your fridge for as long as you need to. And you will be drizzling it on everything. That, that sounds, sounds incredible. so good. How do your sister, you and your sisters divide and conquer when running the business? Oh, that's, um, you know, it actually fell in very easily because of our different strengths and just kind of interest, you know, so Shelby being really interested in business, she's been our CEO, you know, doing strategy, kind of directing all of us. Jackie living in Israel and being married to Omri, um, we call her the heart. You know, she really cares about the quality of the product and um, our supply chain, managing our, you know, relationship with the manufacturers. And then I, um, can talk anybody's ear off and um, <laughs> have just been doing business development, you know, and, um, yeah. and sales for the company. So it, it came about really, really naturally. I'm four years younger than my oldest sister, Shelby. So we always kind of missed each other. You know, when I went to high school, she was in college yeah. and so on and so on. So this is the most time and it's been a lot now that we've spent together and mm-hmm. it's been as adults. So it's, it's really been awesome. Um, Jackie working with us too. I, I, it sounds super cheesy, but we really love working together and we've been really proud of what we've accomplished together. Our parents are quelling. So oh, I'm sure. Happy. I cannot imagine. Um, how has your relationship with your sisters changed as a result of working together? You know, it, we put a, a hard rule in place. Like if somebody's not happy, if something's wrong, you know, the family comes first and our personal lives come first. And mm-hmm. so having that in the back of the, our minds has really just helped alleviate a lot of the drama that might have been that might come up with the with the business. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we it's it's great because now, of course, you know, we can talk to each other as sisters and friends. We can talk to each other as moms. And then we also talk to each other as, you know, as business people. And so it gives a lot of depth to our conversations and it just gives us a lot to relate to each other about where I can imagine, I mean, life is so busy. I hardly sometimes see my sister outside of the office, you know, for a couple of weeks. And so this gives us the opportunity to connect, which is a nice thing um, more often than maybe we would if we weren't working together. Does it make, is it easy for you guys to bicker about things because you have that sort of built in like sister bickering uh, rapport? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it also um, makes it easy to make decisions because there were always three of us and we always had to share a bathroom. We Mm. shared a computer growing up. And so we know how to create, you know, processes to like just get things done or make decisions and stuff like that. It's just two thirds wins, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Is it how do you manage with one sister being all the way in Israel? 
she loses out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel so sad for her. Don't feel sad for Jackie. Jackie and Omri live in an amazing village in the northern area of Israel on the Mediterranean Sea. Mm. Like they're so they're, feeling they're sad doing for great. Her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not exactly the school kill, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> we miss her terribly. Jackie, I love you to the moon and back, but like you're doing fine in Israel. <laughs> um Amy, this has been so amazing. We have loved talking with you. Oh my gosh. Um thank I you so really, much for coming on. I'm now upset that I haven't been eating more tahini during pregnancy. But I guess I'll I'll go hard on it for lactation. Yeah. yeah. Well, We've also yes. got a month left. Till yeah. this baby Actually comes. Okay, now you guys are going to think that I'm like fibbing here, but so dates have also been talked about, especially in the last couple of years, about preparing the cervix for for childbirth. Have oh my you heard gosh, this? no. So wait, the one product you make is going <laughs> to help Claire have the baby, and then the one after is going to make the make, make feeding, feeding the baby, baby possible. Yeah. That's very helpful of you, Amy. So we really appreciate it. Do your it. own research, <laughs> okay. but I ate so much tahini and dates every meal of the day leading up wow. to my labor, and it went pretty pretty well so i highly recommend um looking into the health benefits of dates leading up to labor that's incredible this is amazing um okay that's the show this has been a production of dear media you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like stitcher itunes spotify follow us at of a kind on instagram and twitter like our facebook page if you have ideas or requests for the show email them to a few things at of a kind.com to advertise on our podcast email advertising at of a kind.com our intro music butterfield east is written and performed by the soulful saints and we are recording at alex's house 